All right, let's start off with our devotional today. Deeper. I'm standing in absolute stillness, silent before the one I love, waiting as long as it takes for him to rescue me. Only God is my savior, and he will not fail me. Psalm 62, 5. God, pull me like a magnet into your presence. Let me sink deeper and deeper into your love, past every distraction. You are the core of who I am, the center of all I do and think. You have unlocked my heart and poured in your spirit. Such a beautiful mystery, you and me and I in you. At times, I can do nothing more than wait on you in absolute stillness. I may not hear your voice or feel you near, but you give me a sense of peace that all is well. Even when you seem far away, it is my delight to lavish you with my songs of love and whispers of adoration. You are worthy of my affection, always. But then there are the times when your tangible glory touches my skin, hovering so close that I wonder if I can finally touch you. Your beautiful love floods my senses, making me fully aware that you are here. You never forsake me. Without fail, you always come. Amen. Mm -hmm. um, so how was your night, Jesse? It was good. It was good. Buffalo Wild Wings was awesome. Yeah, we've all you had a wild child there. And <laughs> I don't mind. You had like you honest. actually probably had four wild child because you know like you had two natives. <laughs> oh, this is kind of funny because you had two natives, a white guy and a, a wild child. <laughs> and me. And then you and you were just kind of stuck in the middle of like you know when when two natives start talking to each other. It gets loud and it gets it gets uh, it gets really animated and exciting, you know that. And it's yeah. not even that we're arguing or nothing. No, it's, just, it's really good. It's just a conversation going back and forth, and it's just like the, we're animated when we talk to yes. each other. Yes, I like it. Arms are flailing, you know, and they're just trying to like you know. And it, it's funny because whenever I seen him, like when he started talking about, he I started asking these certain questions, and all of a sudden his arms were going like this, and my arms were going like this, and I was thinking about it. <laughs> Man, why do we talk with our arms like that? <laughs> awesome. I love it. And you had Bruce just sitting in the background kind of like... Yep. He's just may I interject? <laughs> it's, a, it's awesome, though. We had, we, had a great, we had a great conversation, a great discussion. And, um, yeah, it was good. Which that conversation led us into today's subject of uh, kindness versus... Kind versus nice. Kind versus nice, yes. Yeah. But and what if, what if, um, you're like, you don't know how to be nice and you're mean to everybody. Then I think you better get to celebrate recovery on Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think, I think that might be a good place to learn how to be kind. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Celebrate recovery is a really good program. It's helped me with a lot of hurts, habits, hangups. We, it's a program that it's one of the ministries here at New Song Church that we have every Friday night. Um, uh, 6.30, we have a meal and fellowship. Yep. We have large group at 7 and gender-specific small groups at 8. Yes, it's awesome. It's a great place to come and, you know, deal with your stuff and you don't have to deal with it alone. And then if you're dealing with being short on money this month and you need help with groceries, you can check out Adopt-A-Block. 
Yes, and you know, I've, I've actually utilized it once in a while. I volunteer there as well. Um, it's a food distribution ministry that serves the Bisman area uh, six nights a week. Uh, I believe tonight they're at, uh, they're in Mandan tonight. Mandan, right on. Yeah, so. Um, you can find that information on our website, the new song Bismarck website. And we also have an app. We have an app. Make sure you download it and check it out. That way you can stay connected and hear about all of the fun things that are happening this month at New Song. Yeah, there's, um, well, we got Wednesday Night Bible Study. We have our normal services at 10 o'clock. We got the New Song Always that meets on Wednesday night. Kingdom Kids meets at Wednesday nights as well as the New Youth. Our young adults on Sunday evenings. Um, and uh, we have some events coming up. The carnival, or nope, that got it got canceled. No, yes, it did. It did get canceled due to COVID. But I believe we're still doing Dunga Pastor. No, we're not doing that. That was part of the carnival. No, it wasn't. That was no nope, Sunday. Huh? Sunday after service. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I think I I got the I got COVID Sunday. I think, <laughs> I think you might. Oh, I think he's scared of Bismarck. I think uh, I'm not scared of Bismarck's arms. Trust me, I know that. <laughs> I've seen him play softball. Like I say, oh, he's calling you out, guys. So if you want to dunk a pastor, especially Austin Miles, I really seen him. <laughs> I really seen him throw a softball. I mean, I'm not. I, if that oh. guy spent, if that guy spent forty dollars in balls, I know I'd still be safe. Oh my goodness! I'm wow! Just, I'm calling you out, Austin. Wow, I'm he calling. Is. He's calling out. <laughs> he's calling out. What if one of the larks showed up though? Uh, you might be in trouble. They, but there, you know, see the thing about it is, is like the Larks, they're really good ball players, and they're kind of our local pro team here. And but see, I, when they see me, they kind of get intimidated because they're young. They're young guys that are in college, so oh my God. so I get a little intimidation factor, you know, and be like, if you dunk me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, so yeah, if you want to come out, all the proceeds go to our kingdom, our kids ministries here. So it's a great way to have fun and raise some money for them. Speaking of the Larks, though, we're going to have three of them young men on today. We're going to have Mr. Cal James from Buffalo, North Dakota, University of Mary um, student. Um, I got to meet with Cal at the chaplain service at Larks game. He's a, he's a pretty uh, refreshing, uh, youthful voice so to speak you know is mm-hmm. uh he's 19 and he's just uh, out in the world for you know just you know the one thing i like we had the flicker tails on even it's just like these guys get to experience their childhood for a little bit longer than most people do i mean because this is one of the things that as a child that you wish that you're gonna do you know you're gonna play college baseball right. or you're gonna play it a little you're gonna play it as long as you can like um when it comes to athletics um oh wait let me finish the three larks that are gonna right be. right uh, we got Mr. Reed Butts. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of rib him about that a little bit. But Rockford, Illinois, Valley City College. And we got Mr. Brett Thompson, Cheyenne, Wyoming, University of Mary. So I'm looking forward to these young men coming on and telling us about their summer and what it's like to just you know it's like um, John Fogerty had a song Center Field, you know, and then um, it was it was a song that I love because it's just. Talks about you know how you get to you know be in the sun, play baseball right. all summer long, and you get paid to do it all. Oh. So dream come true. It is. For so sure. um, you know uh, it'll be fun to visit with them. Um, and as a child, you know when you're playing sports, you're you're you there's you're in the backyard with your cousins or your friends, and you know there's uh, 
two out, three, you know, counts full, and you got a pitcher throwing you, you know, and you hit the home run to, to end the game, or you hit you strike out the batter to end the game, or whatever it may be. But that's the the, the replay you play over and over your head. Right. You've replayed it a million times, so. It's one of the questions I intend on asking these guys, you know, like, did you ever have that, you know, backyard experience where you you were the hero of the World Series or something, you know, because as a child, and I bring this up, um, I had a bedtime, which is hard to believe where I'm from because most kids don't have bedtime, but I did, and we didn't have a whole lot of different cable channels, but that was the, in 1987, the very first World Series I ever watched on TV was um, the, the New York Mets versus the Boston Red Sox. Wow. Game seven of the World Series. I was, I, in that World Series, I never watched hardly any baseball in my life up to that point. I played a lot of summer baseball, t-ball, um, just in Babe Ruth, but I never watched a World Series or any baseball. I remember I'd have to go to bed and the games would still be playing, you know, mm -hmm. and so I'd have to find out the next morning who would win. But the last three games, I would wait for them to shut the lights off and hear them go into their bedroom, my parents. Mm -hmm. And I would sneak out in the living room, turn the TV on with the volume all the way down. <laughs> and I'd watch the end of the game. And then I'd, I'd get up on the bus next morning just talking about the New York Mets. I, I mean, that was the summer I found my favorite baseball team. Mm. And game seven of the World Series, Mookie, Mookie Wilson was up to bat. Hits a chopper to first baseman, which should be a routine play and end the World Series. And the Boston Red Sox should have won their first World Series in 100 years. Mm. It goes through Bill Buckner's legs and the Mets scored a winning run. And I'm jumping up and down this, this yes, 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 because I remember. And, you know, this brings me back to one of them things like as a child praying to God, Please let this guy get a base hit. Please, please, please. Because I was like the Mets. I like, that was my team, you know. And, and this was the bottom of the seventh inning. Oh, wow. Two outs. Bases were loaded. Mm. And it wasn't a home run. It was a chopping line ball to... And then um, I even remember who scored. It was uh, Kevin McReynolds. Or not Kevin McReynolds. Ray Knight who scored mm. the winning run. He was on third base and... Remember, he just trotted in after it went through Buckner's legs, and you know he just did a double stomp onto the plate, and the Mets swarmed the field. Wow! I mean, I, I remember like it was yesterday. Wow. I was not much older than McCaffrey is now. Oh wow! Well. Mm. So it was, it was it's just still a memory I have that I'm very fond of, because I woke up everybody in the house. <laughs> I got punished. Right. But it was the very first World Series I ever watched, and That's I still awesome. I still remember that like it was yesterday, and oh. and. I, I played summer baseball till I was 18. Most people don't get to play past, you know, 15, but um, I played till I was 18. I, I had a little more talent than most, and I could have probably played. I did get invited to play college baseball, but I didn't play it. No, oh, okay. Um, I was an athlete. My, I mean, I was a really good athlete. But, uh, you know, um, uh, summer baseball was one of the probably the most fun times I ever had. We got to go camping at these tournaments. We got to do a lot of different things. And um, I think I told you about this resort we used to go to that ended our summer. It was, uh, it was actually, most of the summer was used as like a Bible retreat. Oh really? For people, yeah. And it was um, just east of Devil's Lake and they call it Red Willow Resort. And as we got older years, I, like we used to go to this tournament and it was like, Red Willow was like the, the pinnacle of the summer. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we went to go through our season and our little tournaments all over the place. And then well, Red Willow, that was where we ended it because they had this, like, 
What I, what to us, what was the coolest baseball stadium? I don't know why I'm getting on these down memory lane, but <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a rabbit trail from kindness and nice. But <laughs> I remember they had this this stadium that we used to call the Reed Monster because it looked like Fenway Park a little bit mm. from the Major League Baseball thing. And we used to have a home run derby there when we were younger. And if you hit a home run at all, you got these big old super bats, like these air, air inflated super bats that just... <laughs> This this lady who ran the place was called, uh, her name was Vernice. Mm. And she passed away a few years ago. It was maybe like five years ago now. But um, she would take your picture with these super bats. And she, if you went to this place year in and year out, in this, they had like a place where you can order breakfast. They cook bacon and eggs. They had like three different types of breakfasts. You can get sandwiches there all day. You can get your snacks there. It was mm -hmm. just in the middle of the But it was like total camping. I mean, it was, you were tenting it. They had showers set up there, they had a little lake there where you can do stuff, but it was a lot of fun. Mm. And that's the first time I ever went camping was when we would go to Red Willow for our baseball tournaments too. So, I mean, it was just a lot of fun and it ended our summer. Well, fast forward 10 years and me and my family, half of us are in Minnesota, half of us in North Dakota, but we all play softball. So at the end of every summer, we kind of made a deal with each other that we would get a team, a family team together, just cousins mm -hmm. and first cousins and brothers and stuff like that. And we'd go to Red Willow to end the turn in the season on Labor Day weekend. And uh, it, it was crazy because I remember the first year we went, I walked into that little, it, it hadn't changed in 20 years. Mm. And I remember walking into this building and this lady, Vernice, asked me how I was doing and she said my name. My first name, and wow. this, and I'm older. I look different. But she remembered you. She remembered. Wow. She, she remembered everybody. That's crazy. And she said, "I still remember when you when you won your first bat." And I'm like, <laughs> well, "What?" And she goes, "Your picture's right there." And she pointed me out the picture of me on the wall That's in her. Crazy. Yeah, she had pictures of all of us. She goes, "I remember all my babies." She said, "Oh, sweet." And she was she was a kind old lady, and it was really sad when I heard she passed away. There was a big article and write up about her in the paper, like one of the local papers, and. Someone sent it to me, but I mean, she was, yeah, it's like, because I had a lot of fond memories of that place. Right. The place is still there, but I heard that they did something different with it, and it's kind of, you know, one of them things when money comes in and changes things, you know? It does. And, it uh, does. So. Sadly. Just a little memory, from, just a little stroll on memory lane for me. <laughs> right. Right. Well, it sounds like she was a kind lady. She's a very kind lady, and she treated everybody with kindness. She cared about a lot of people. Right. And... She gave her resort out to people, to different ministries, to do Bible studies with their, they had like Bible camps, stuff like that there. Um, yeah, she, she, I have no doubt that she's one, she's in heaven and she's one of God's heroes. Right. That's For sure. awesome. That's so awesome. So, she was kind, but would you say she was nice too? You explain the difference to me. Well, um, you know, I was doing some research and thinking about it and... Being nice means being polite and treating people well. But being kind is when you sh care about people and then you show you care. Okay, so is there such thing as being kind and nice at the same time? That's the question I, believe, I, have. I believe so. I believe you can be both. I, I think you can be. Um, I think there are times, though, when being kind means not being nice. Okay, so that's we're gonna we're gonna explore that after a quick break. But um, I want to ask you. We're gonna get back to this. Cause I'm gonna ask you the difference. What you mean by sometimes being kind is not being nice. Right. 
I really want to know. I want, <laughs> I want your answer and take on this because I have my answer and take okay. on this. Okay. But I want yours. Okay. Yours first. Okay, fine. All right. Because <laughs> right. I, I know a lot of times I, I answer the question <laughs> first and then I kind of like, she's just kind of leading off of what I just said a little bit. Well, I think. maybe we feel the same <laughs> way about things, Chad. Maybe we do. Maybe. You know, sometimes, actually, sometimes we do agree on a lot of things. So, mm -hmm. I, I agree. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to take a big break, Bismarck. Uh, you're listening to 100.7 FM. This is Turn Up the Truth with Chad. And Jesse. <sighs> yeah, I remember Furnace. She was so cool. <laughs> I mean, like, like, that was, like, one of the things that, that shocked me that time. Mm -hmm. When we went there, like, this is the first summer we like, Welcome back, Bismarck. You're listening to Turn Up the Truth with Chad and Jesse, and we have a few players from the Bismarck Larks in the studio with us this morning. We have Cal and Reed and Brett. Say hi, guys. Oh, oh shoot. Yeah. Hey, okay, go Say ahead. hi again, sorry. Say hi again. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. All right. <laughs> uh, so, before you guys got here, Jesse and I were talking about, well, we're just kind of talking about what the difference between kindness and nice is and how people can, uh, you know, how people relate that in their lives. But I had shared a little bit about my, uh, my childhood baseball playing. You know, I played, I played baseball. I could have played college baseball too, but I chose to play basketball instead. Um, uh, but I talked about the very first World Series, and this is gonna age me, guys. So just you know, I know <laughs> if you guys want to give me some some shots, I I, I can take it. I'm I'm from a reservation. We like to tease. So um, the very first World Series I got to to watch as a kid was actually the '87 World Series between the New York Mets and the Boston Red Sox. Were any of you born in '87? <laughs> Never. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got uh, guys. You want to pull that one right off and then just kind of hand it back and forth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That'll make it a lot easier, so you can put it right up. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. The closer you guys get, the better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So you almost gotta be kissing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Um, Six feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's supposed to be yeah, social distancing. Um, anyway, the '87 World Series, though, as baseball players, you guys probably know which one that is. No. Wow. You really don't know what that is. You guys ever watch Fever Pitch, the the film? I don't think I have. It's it's the it's the it's the it's the eighty seven World Series, guys. Come on, it's it's the one where Buckner the ball goes through Buckner's legs. Oh, okay. That is the eighty seven World Series. Like that's like the Boston Red Sox could have won their first World Series in over a hundred years, and Buckner blows it by the ball going a routine yonder chopper from Bookie Wilson goes through his legs. The Mets win the World Series. No, nothing, guys. <laughs> uh, just gain the mics a little bit. Boy, uh, three and four. Probably put gain. Gain? Just a little bit. Okay, I'm sorry guys, we're just gonna adjust in your guys' mic so we can hear a little more. A little better. Uh, okay, so, anyway, that's use. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry guys, I'm a little older. Uh, uh, Anyway, so I want to introduce, I want to kind of run down where you guys are from. Cal, we'll start with Cal, because I met Cal at the Chaplet Service of the Lord's game uh, last week, right? Yep, yep. Okay, um, so Cal, you're from, we were all from Minnesota that was sitting at the table. Yeah. I lived in Maple Grove for 26 years. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Cal. Uh, yeah, so I grew up in uh, Buffalo, Minnesota. I moved there when I was about five years old. 
screw up playing baseball, hockey, hockey. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know, moved on to the University of Mary after my senior year of high school. So how do you like Bismarck? Uh, it's okay. There's there's a lot of places to eat, but not a whole lot to do. Is yeah. what I tell people when they mm -hmm. come here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much yeah that's pretty much the thing um well at least you got some hockey guys i mean they're old and you're gonna probably skate circles around our pastor and you know sean but i mean at least got the you know you got some ins in the hockey right there anyway yeah huh? yeah there's a lot of outdoor rinks and places to go where like during the winter when it's like even right now you can go below. you can go play right now even down at walker i think the ice arena in mandan yeah. and um the what is it uh sam quaid yeah. over by the fields there okay um what about, we'll start, uh, Brett, right? Yes, sir, that's me. <laughs> you are from Cheyenne, Wyoming. What's it like in Wyoming? Uh, you know, it's pretty similar seeming. Um, I lived in the capital, um, Cheyenne. It's about 60,000, uh, so it seems... About the same, same as Bismarck. Yeah, then. I mean, it, it, it's a little bit smaller, uh, a little bit more to do here. Um, you know, uh, as far as kind of location, it's about two hours from Denver. So, okay. uh, you know, if you ever had something to do, just shoot down and back for the day. Nice. Oh, that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's actually, that's actually pretty close to Denver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone was Cheyenne. I'm just, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how do you like Bismarck? I, I really, uh, so far I really like it. I've only been up here for, right, coming up on three weeks now. And um, you are also going to the University of Mary, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. I, uh. Spent two years at Garden City Community College in Kansas, um, playing there, and I now transferring to the University of Mary. I got three more years of eligibility to spend up here. Nice, yeah. nice. So, are you playing baseball for Mary too, then? Yes, sir. Are you playing baseball for Mary? Okay, and uh, so that brings us to Mr. Reed Butts. Hello, how's it going? Good, good. So, Rockford, Illinois, Valley City. Yes, sir. Um, so, Rockford, Illinois is where I've been living for about 15 years. 15, 16 years. I'm from uh, Oklahoma originally. What part of Oklahoma? Uh, Tulsa. Tulsa? I know, where, I, I know where Tulsa is at. It's where my parents met. They moved up to uh, Illinois where my dad's from, but my mom, uh, she's from Valley City, so we have a lot of roots up here. Okay, Thanks. so um, Valley City, I know, I think the, the Chad Slider, he's the base, the female softball coach there, I believe. You guys uh, are the Vikings, yeah. right? Um, he's a new guy. He just came in a couple of years, I think last year, so I, I didn't his name unfortunately so so you guys are you're playing baseball at valley city though too right yes i do oh nice yeah. so and you're a pitcher i am indeed yeah lefty pitcher yes nice. have you been have you been with the Larks all summer then or um i came up here august 1st and that was part of like the second wave of group of, okay uh, players so i haven't been up here too long but so long so we had the flicker tails in here and we had all middle relievers three pitchers okay. three pitchers we had um do you remember that's uh I, I remember all the names, but uh, the one guy was really, really, really cocky. He, he knew he had an arm, they said. And the yeah. other two the other two were pretty humble, but they were actually pretty cool guys to talk to. Absolutely. Uh, so what are you, you a starting pitcher, middle reliever? Um, I like to I like to consider myself a starter, but uh, <laughs> I mean, wherever you, whatever you're needed in, so you're what, just going to do it. So. What do you clock out at? Say again? What do you clock out at? Um, What's, what's the speed? What's the speed? Oh, he um, is 88, 90. Yeah. Is it? Oh, he's got, he's got some gas then. Huh? I'll let them speak upon that. He's so. <laughs> got some gas then. I, all I know is that we were watching this prospect for the Orioles. So when that guy had some gas, you could hear when it was hitting the glove that day. And he's from, he's from North Dakota. Huh? Did you get a chance to see him? 
Yeah, I saw him a little bit. Um, I didn't really get to pick his brain too much, but he was kind of in and out of here pretty quickly. So yeah, he was just warming up. I mean, he was warming up, and we were watching him throw. Like he had some, he had some heat though. Mm -hmm. But uh, we were talking about um, Jesse and I were talking about how it is like as a child. You know, you have that um, the the sandlot games going on, or the backyard with your friends, and you know. Being a pitcher, you you're you're getting the last strikeout in the bottom of the ninth, you know, the World Series or whatever it is. But if you're a hitter, you're you're gonna you're you're two out, you know, bases are loaded or whatever, and three two count, and you're gonna go yard, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, Cal. Striking them out. Yeah, go yard. <laughs> <laughs> you're striking them all, right? Yeah, I'm striking them out. Yeah, that's that's. He'll see what? Give it his best shot. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, what's your guys' summer been? like? I mean, what's your guys' experience been like with the large semi? Because Believe it or not, you know, a lot of people's baseball careers end, like, in their teenage years. I mean, it's either usually ends with, like, the Babe Ruth season or... Uh, you know, out here with the Larks, it's, a, it's an awesome experience. Uh, the atmosphere is great. Uh, it's, you know, it's one of the better crowds I've been able to play in front of, even with the reduced attendance. Um, mm -hmm. The promotions they do, the, the sounds, you know, the music between at-bats, everything, it creates just a almost you know like a minor league feeling so it's awesome to kind of get that experience and play in really good competition um, you know usually with school sports you know and, and spring baseball it's not the warmest so you don't usually pull the biggest crowd so when it's nice outside mm -hmm. and you got a place like Bismarck where there's not you know a ton of stuff to do yeah. you can pull a decent crowd and makes it a really fun place to play for the summer baseball yeah I mean when the crowd goes wild I mean like actually the very first time I experienced the Lars game um, being that I, I grew up watching, I, I mean, my team, my team's the Mets. That was that was my team from the '87 World Series. But I grew up in Minneapolis, Minnesota area, so I got to see the Twins quite a bit in the dome before the, they ripped it down. And then when the new stadium opened up, I was actually at the last dome game where they it was a one-game playoff to get into the playoffs against the Detroit Tigers, and they won that game by uh, by one run. So I mean, that place was sold out, and it was like the, the crowd and the atmosphere. First time I ever experienced the Larks game, it reminded me of a mini crowd at the new stadium. It was like a, it was it was a good experience. I like it, and I thought, man, these little young guys right here are having a, have a time in their lives. It's a blast, you know. Yeah, it's awesome. Just like you know, you come up to the plate and your pe your people shouting for you, mm. and you turn around, it's not your mom and <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly right. It's not your it's not your mom and her, you know. <laughs> It's not your mom or three crazy crazy bingo partners, yeah. right? <laughs> so what about you, Cal? What's your experience been like? Uh, yeah, no, playing for like Brett said, playing for Larks, it's been it's been quite an experience. Um, yeah, I've, I've I've never had a big crowd because baseball is never really a huge sport in high school, and you know they just kind of like the back end of everything, funding, all that other stuff. So it's definitely fun coming out here and playing for. The last month of August and and uh, I don't know it's 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 pretty fun playing for the Larks especially because they're kind of the main team in Bismarck so oh, yeah. like, you play the other two teams and even though you're the away team you still got 90% of the fans cheering <laughs> yeah yeah so it's pretty fun yes yeah, it's, it's what about you Reed uh, it's been you know we've made the most of our opportunities here we've gone out we've tried to go into nature and go out to the dunes. We've heard, we've asked locals what the fun things are to do around town. So you guys have been to the desert? Yeah, we make the most of it for sure. It's it's a good experience because you meet a bunch of great guys that you don't, you've never met before and you jump into baseball and you expect them to have your back and you should do this. Mm. 
something that we, back then that. Yeah, you get that camaraderie that, you know, you, you right away that you get the chance to build up, you know? Absolutely. And and within an hour of Bismarck, there's a lot, a lot of pretty cool things to go check out too if you guys had a vehicle. So, I mean, like, you know, it's just not limited to the Bismarck area. Um, so, do you, do you play any other sports, Reed? Uh, I like to say I'm a I'm an athlete, but uh, I, I'll play pickup basketball. I like to play hockey. I love hockey. I grew up watching it. It just got expensive, and then uh, I kind of had my football stint, so I follow there. And the baseball is really where I'm where that, I excel at. I'd say. Let's say that's where your talents are, though. Absolutely. And say so, uh, but with your with your scholarship, are you are you allowed to play like any kind of like uh, amateur leagues and stuff like that? Um, I played yeah, I played amateur ball this summer. It's kind of considered summer ball, so no one really says no. And plus, in NAIA, it's a little little less lax, so or actually, it's a little more lax, so, should I say? But um, yeah, I mean, I played amateur ball, and then I got lucky enough to get. A good contact to put me into the large stuff here. So. Yeah, we had uh, you guys heard of like Erstedt and um, he played the majors and Travis Hafter, who's actually from Bismarck. Uh, when they were coming out of high school, when they when they were drafted in the majors, we picked them up for the United Tribe softball tournament. And watching them two two major league players come play softball, they were just going yard every time. It was insane. Yeah, it was just it was insane. It was like watching. Uh, I don't know. I play a lot of softball, and I, and so I got to uh, watch the um the monster all-stars last year at united tribes and you know i got to do the amateur home run derby and then i watched them hit a home run derby after that it's like 15 out of 20 they're hitting over the fence i mean some of them were going 20 for 20 and these are like major league fields that they're going out of, you know so it's pretty insane so i don't know if you guys ever watch softball or, or check it out but it's pretty pretty crazy i've seen they've done like celebrity all-star games before like the all-star yeah. Yeah, I watched Bill Nye the other year. It's going nuts now. <laughs> well, see, in this city, we have the largest softball tournament in the world. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the person I'm living with, his name's Paxton Miller. He pitched for the Bull Moose last night. He's on, like, two or three softball teams, yeah. and he just, like, goes out every night. Yeah, I mean, softball is, like, a big thing. Yeah, so it's, like, it's pretty, pretty serious. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like yeah. Mo McQuaid's. Around and there's a game going on somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if, the, if, McQuaid's, if McQuaid's had happened this summer you guys would and you guys were around, you guys would have got to see this, this city um, gains 50,000 more people during McQuaid's. Just for that tournament, it's the largest softball tournament in the world. And um, if you like, the, I can't remember how many different softball teams, but they have the Monster All Stars here. They have uh, the Anarchy All Stars. You know, people that that hit these bats that go into major league parks and have home run derbies. If you ever like Google that, watch, check it out. It's it's pretty serious stuff, and it's something to think about. If you guys want to play so summer softball next summer, I got you guys on the team. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to recruit some I nice my baseball spikes yet. It is an old man sport, see it. Or, or, uh -huh. <laughs> but I mean, like, this is how serious we get. This is how serious the softball season gets up here. We get like three separate jerseys for our, our team and everything by sponsors, just because, you know, if you're good, they'll, they'll, they'll throw money at you. So it's, it's actually a lot of fun. You should check it out, though, on um, the McQuaid's tournament. Check it out. There's a lot of. Uh, even some old professional baseball players playing it, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. So now with your college careers, what do you guys hope it takes you as far as like, what are you majoring in, in college? Um, I'm majoring in uh, communications, so kind of along the lines of what 
you guys do. Oh, cool. Nice. Casting for baseball or nice. any sport, honestly. So, mm. and I got a good experience when I was in, I played summer baseball in Missouri as well. And they had an intern that was broadcasting our games and he just would do it himself. So I just hopped on the mic with him nights I wasn't pitching. And That's awesome. Just, you know, talk baseball. Thing. That's crazy because we're actually looking for some interns. It's good experience, yeah, right? <laughs> we are. We're looking for some interns right now. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, like two hours is kind of a drive. Yeah, it is kind of a drive. Yeah. What about you? Uh, last year, I uh, started out as a civil engineering major and then kind of jumped around and ended up in the criminal justice department. Um, looking to either go into a state trooper school after I graduate or um, maybe law school because my... Wow. Wow. My mom and my grandpa are pushing for that, but wow! What do you want to do? Though? What do you want to do? Um, I don't know. The state state trooper thing was kind of my idea. Um, a couple of my buddies' dads that I played with growing up are state troopers, so I've kind of got connections there to go on like uh, ride-alongs and maybe mm -hmm. start doing an internship next summer. But nice. um, I don't know. I guess we'll just see. I guess baseball is the main focus right now, and then uh, once and I get my bachelor's, I'll figure that part out. And say so you're 19, man. What makes you want to go into criminal justice and stuff like that? Um, I don't really want to sit behind a desk. Right. Um, so <laughs> I just want to deal with pe I I just want to deal with people and be around people, and uh, I don't know, just uh, do something new every day, not yeah, not the same old thing. Right on. Cool. What about you, Brett? Some too many movies, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to do engineering, uh, probably mechanical. Uh, I'm kind of still deciding, but uh, just based on, you know, I'm kind of a little math guy. I don't know, like the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't the English and all that right. junk. So we're just. Good with numbers. Not, so that's how I kind of decided on that. Nice. That's, that's all right, Brett. I'm good with numbers as well. I probably could have been a really good uh, engineer as well. But, um, so what was high school like for you guys? I mean, I mean, like being that you guys are playing, you know, summer baseball, like for a play team like the Larks, would, would, you know, you had to have excelled in high school, right? Yeah, so kind of interesting. Um, uh, so Wyoming doesn't have high school baseball. Um, really? So kind of our season is your summer ball is our summer ball yeah. which is for most other people you know summer ball was just kind of getting reps in you know kind of going out there having fun and for our team it was like this is our season so we were always really serious in the summers you know we had a little you know, practices and stuff and whatnot and uh, so that's how we got exposure we kind of caught on to where we were playing uh, getting people to see us um, and I'm sure it's different for you guys yeah, no, for, so for me, uh, we had high school baseball, and it was a pretty short season. It was like 20 games, and then however far you made in the playoffs is however many extra games you played. And then uh, we also had Legion ball in Minnesota. Yeah, that's pretty Legion big. ball, yeah. That's what I played with Legion. And uh, that's kind of where I got my exposure. Um, my junior year, we uh, went to the state tournament, I think, for the first time in, in the history of Buffalo Legion. And we went pretty far, and <clears throat> we had a good group of guys that were my age in my class that uh, were pretty tight together. And uh, and then we went back our senior year, and that's kind of where everyone got looked at by colleges and stuff. So I was just uh, there was like three or four of us from my class that went on to play college baseball after nice, the nice. state tournament. Yeah, we had uh, I played high school ball, and it was kind of. Uh, 
all the same with them. You know, you play until you lose. So, and I was lucky enough that uh, we went to state my junior year, so that was a really fun experience. Just overall, this whole five year on the team at my high school that we go to state. <laughs> really? And yeah, it's long years for my coach. So. <laughs> It was a good time. I didn't really get into summer ball until like my junior year because mainly I just didn't really know too much about it. I didn't have a lot of friends that were playing it as well, so I was kind of late to the party, I'd say. But um, I found, you know, I got to a good junior college, then bounced around there and just found a good four year up here. So that's really all that matters. Okay. Um, the next question I have for each and every one of you guys is: Who's your guys' idol? I mean, not your idol, but your hero in baseball. Who's your favorite baseball player? I mean, on the spot, I probably got to go with Kirby Puckett. Kirby Puckett, really? Wow, nice. Nice. How are you? Um, I grew up watching Michael Kadir. So you like Kadir? Cuddy, I like Cuddy. He's a good, he was good, man. He was, he had, he had. I also like, uh, I just love Jeter, too, and it was hard to watch him. Jeter is a stud, man. He's yeah. just like, he, he was, he, he represented what the shortstop position should be. I mean, he was, he was Mr. Baseball. I mean, like, right. he, 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 happens, you know, he, he basically emphasizes what a baseball player is. He, yeah, he, he just he he's a really good player and he just played the game the right way. So Yes, he did. And you know, he and he and he had honor in playing it. I mean most of the Yankees they they found a way to just dishonor that whole <laughs> right, uniform right. every time, but he, he actually wore that you know, pretty Yeah. Yeah, so I was a big uh, Rockies fan growing up and so I really liked Schwitzlewitzki just because he was he was just kinda the cool guy on the field. He always had the wrist tape and uh, shortstop making cool plays you know, he was kind of in that same you know time as Jeter so there was always talk was you know Jeter and you know Tulo. he was a little bit younger than him but um, and then also I really liked David Wright just because I was a third baseman I love David Wright he was a Met yeah for a long time he was a Met yeah That's right and just had a I really just liked his swing and you know I just enjoyed watching him play so yeah he had a smooth swing didn't he yeah it was just really short but I have to say one of the smoothest swing, swings ever was Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, yeah. That was just, like, natural right there. Um, so we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back with you guys uh, to talk about, you know, what you guys see you guys' future going here. For, you know, think about this a little bit, where you guys see maybe baseball leading, if if not just out of college, but at least, you know, where you guys hope you guys' future careers go with. We'll be right back. This is 100.7 FM, the club. You're talk, this is Turn Up the Truth with Chad. And Jesse. So we got. You, can you think of anything you want to talk about? Okay, let's ask, ask him about the um, the subject for today, because like, this guy's not interested in the fucker tales. The fucker tales are a little more joking around and laughing and having a good time, right? And Brett. Hello. Hi guys. Hello, hello. <laughs> Don't be shy. Don't be shy. shy. It's still early, I know. Yeah, I'm still here. So, um, where do you see and hope that your baseball career is going to take you? Uh, For me personally, I just want to just, you know, ride it out as long as it it takes me. Um, You know, I just want to have fun with it. I don't want to ever get to a point where I'm pressing so hard that I'm not having fun. Right. Exactly. So, for me, if it you know, as the next few years, then that's what it is. If it, yeah, if I get into a situation where it can be extended after that, then I'd be grateful for that. And, you know, I just take it where it goes. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, playing baseball for so long, it's your dream to go to the show. Yeah. Um, 
and that's obviously the end goal. But if it, like Brett said, if it gets to the point where you're just playing and not enjoying yourself, then I don't, I don't see a point in continuing. Right. Um, but if if uh, indie ball or minor leagues uh, isn't in the picture at the end of my four years, then uh, I mean town ball is always there. And yeah, town ball is a lot of fun. Great time going. It's a lot of fun. Yes. Minnesota. So. It is. It's a lot of fun. Um, same kind of boat with your fans. I'm just hoping wherever it takes me, you know, just the best opportunity I can take. And this has been the best I've ever had up here and playing in Northwoods. And it's kind of a blessing, with, especially being in a COVID year and, you know, with all the terrible things that's been. It's kind of been nice for us guys, like you marry guys, you know, NAI, D2, D3, junior college guys that don't really get this opportunity. Right. So. I'm, uh, I'm just going to ride out as long as I can as well and just uh, graduate, get my degree, and see where baseball takes me. Nice. 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 How does um, faith play into your baseball career? Now, this one here, I know I know Cal came to the chaplain service. I didn't see either one of you guys, so I'm going to call you out on that a little bit, guys. We are at church. faith, you know, I went to a private school in my life, but my parents really... Um, stress the importance of God in my life so um and there's a little you know a little backfire you can get from that too so it's I've kind of found them on my own you know I've been through ups and downs through college so right. it's really been a blessing and I realize that it's his work you know getting me through where I'm at and there's no task that's too big for me and so that's good that's a good attitude to have yeah, yeah it it's important because that's going to get you through Actually, a lot of struggles through. Yeah, for sure. What about you guys? Um, yeah, so I grew up, um, I'm Lutheran, so my parents and my grandma and grandpa are always, um, we went to church, I'm confirmed, and I don't know, he's been a part of my life since I was, since I can remember. That's awesome. <clears throat> and I don't know, he's helped me get to where I am today, and I'm grateful for that, and I'll keep keep uh, thanking him as I keep going. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I was raised Catholic. <laughs> they're giving you your, your teammates are giving you went to Sunday school and summer school for about eight summers wow. so um, kind of a kind of a long time um, with it but no there was really special moments in there uh, we had some retreats and stuff where you know we got to really kind of dive in depth and you know be out in the wilderness and kind of just really get the full immersion and it was it was uh, definitely some cool experiences along the way mm. um, that kind of helped me develop as a person and uh, you know kind of see the bigger picture of things where you know the daily struggle can be so minor compared to you know, right the big picture exactly yeah that's you know, good there's days where it's you know feels awful and you know, it's, you, you know you have a bad day but in the in the long run I'm living the great life and you know right. I'm thankful for that and that's of him upstairs so amen uh, yeah and that's kind of where it fell on me and uh, i still go to church every now and then uh, with my mom uh, when i'm back home and so you know it's it's uh it has played a big role that's awesome that's that's a good that's a good answer that's a good way to think a good attitude i like that answer is it is it hard for you guys to be away from home or uh for me not not too too much um so i was the youngest of three brothers and grew up in a hectic house mm. with a ton going on right. and so they're not there now um, my brother went in Washington doing 
some med school stuff. Dale lives in Denver. Um, and so uh, when I go back home and it's just kind of, you know, super quiet. You know, they come around every for the holidays and whatnot. But right. it's super quiet and there's, you know, not as much to do. It. It's, it's fun being out here and new experiences and you can be with the guy. Right. So you, when your brothers left, I have a question. When your brothers left, was it kind of a little, little bit of a lonesome feeling that they were gone it, it, as they it left? Was, it was definitely kind of weird. So I, there was a four-year gap there. So it was high school. So yeah. you know, freshman year on, and uh, it was real, it was a real weird time when they first left because it was like right when you probably needed that brotherly guidance too. You hit your freshman year in high yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> you know, and they were still around. Um, you know, for breaks and whatnot because they were in college at the time um but it was just weird feeling like nothing you know, i could play playstation whenever i wanted to <laughs> there's no more fighting over there yeah okay and then, but i also kind of got a little spoil in there because i'm the only child at home so that was upside to it yeah you became a mama's boy didn't you that's right <laughs> how about you got that oh uh, yeah so i don't know i uh I like being away from home. Um, last year was my freshman year of college. It was kind of a roller coaster year. You kind of get used <laughs> to like being on your own and uh, just doing everything for yourself, sort of. And then you go back home and it's like, oh geez, I'm not, I'm not the kid that does all the chores anymore. <laughs> but you are. Uh, yeah, exactly. You still are. And, uh, but no, I don't know. I figured out last year that once there's like a certain point where you're far enough away that if you can't go home for breaks, there's really no gap in between. Like if, if you're two hours away from home, you don't go home every weekend. You right. don't go home every once a month or whatever. So it's you just get used to being away from home and right. being independent and you stay in contact. I mean, you call your parents every once in a while and make sure that they're yeah, that's important. you're safe and you're right. doing well and all that stuff. So. I don't know. For me, it's it's uh it's fun being here and and being with the guys like Brett said and just having a good time while you can and then you go back home and enjoy yourself there and then right back at it again. Well, it's teaching you know to act, you know be independent like you said and, and you know start that life. Of, adulting. Yeah, adulting. Yeah. A little <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty soon bills come, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's been uh. It's been easier for me. I got family up here, so right. it's nice to have some roots. And then my grandma's in the same town that I go to college in, so oh, nice. I get to keep an eye on her too. Let's my mom relax a little. That's so, cool. Um, the only thing is, like, I'm an only child too, so and I know my parents have a lot on their plate back home. So I just that's the only thing I wish is I could, you know, be a little more helpful for them now that I'm out of the house. I can realize how hard it is without me sometimes. So, right. And I realize that you know. When I'm there and I'm thinking about it, I'm just like, oh, I can't wait to go back to college. Or I can't wait to see my buddies again. Most of the time, I'm thinking about being home. But mm. I know they want me to. They want me to be out here and be successful. So that's what I'm hoping for. That's good. That's, that's awesome. Good. So we um, this morning we're talking about kind versus nice. So, what do you guys think the difference is between the two? Quick answers. Quick no, 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 don't have to be quick answers. Just, I mean, just like, what's your, what's your answer between the difference? Um, you know, I don't know. For me, um, nice is kind of on the outside, so like everyone can put on a show. Okay. I agree with that. Yes. Like, like I can, I can be nice to Brett, but in the background, I could be thinking like I, I don't like him, I don't, all that stuff. But being kind is like genuine. Yeah. So you just. You know, you do the 
right thing even though you don't want to and mm, right. and you treat everyone the same way and and you just do things the right way even though right. sometimes you don't want to and sometimes it can hard, be hard yeah even though everyone else is doing the same and like taking the easy route out right you just you don't you you do the right thing right nice that's a good answer yeah i'd say uh yeah kind is more i feel like long term nice is kind of short term mm. like when you meet somebody that's like oh yeah they're nice or or if someone really gets to know you you know they're kind you find out if they're kind yeah I, and you know it works both ways so it just i'd say that kind is more genuine and long term right mm. yeah I, I would agree um i feel like in kind of a kind of comparison to them nice you know you just use this kind of surface level top you know you can be nice and then kindness it's kind of the full scale where you're where you're it just seems more in depth you know you can uh, if you elaborate i guess um kind of just being nice just being nicer all the time um, you know kindness is just kind of i think all around you and you know glow kindness um, right. and niceness i think you know i could just say i like your shirt you know that was a nice comment but you know, kindness is you know, meaning it something for other people right, right. Uh, in my opinion on like kind of your same question is i think kindness is something that is a character character trait if you're a kind person you're, you're a caring person you're, you're showing your quality you're showing your heart you're going to put you know you're doing it from the heart as for nice it might be like you said an acquaintance thing or you know in a roundabout way it could actually have a you know a backline you know purpose for the nicest sometimes it could be manipulative too in ways you know it just depends um but you know, I really believe a, a person with a kind heart is actually a genuine. Yeah, I'd like to think that, you know. I think that, like, we get concerned with, you know, how we look when people are so concerned with how they look. Yeah. And with um, being politically correct, you know. And that's which, when you get the nice answer. That's when you're nice, you know, when you can smile at someone and be thinking, like, oh, those are really ugly shoes, you know, like... <laughs> Um, that's just like surface level, but um, yeah, <laughs> your shoes, you guys have nice shoes. <laughs> um, you guys are so kind. <laughs> I like that gal. I like that. Um, what do you think is missing though when when um, when you only care about like how you look and just being nice? I think you get caught up in the fact of uh, more materialistic. Right. Right. I think as you as you get older, you kind of start to realize that like like Reed said, it can turn into kind of a materialistic world, mm -hmm. and you just start to realize like none of that stuff matters. You, I mean, what makes you happy is your friendships and your teammates and your parents and your family and all right. that stuff. So, getting caught up in uh, oh, what kind of car do I drive or what kind right. of clothes do I wear? It's like, like come on, can can we get past that? Yeah, right. I mean, and, and it's it's sad part was is it still exists today? You know, I mean, and yeah. like especially like in high school and college. I mean, there's like there's a social standing in a lot of areas. And it, right. And you know, and you can really fall into that. I mean, I in Minnesota when I first moved there from I I was from a small reservation in the state, and when I was ten years old, I moved to Maple or Brooklyn Park. 
So going from a school class size of 20 kids in my class to like 1,200, that was a huge, huge, uh, yeah. you know, so I mean like, and there was already at that age a social standing. Yeah. You know, what kind of clothes you wore, you know, it made a difference, you know, where you... clicky. Very clicky. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, uh, like once you get caught up in like the money and the clothes and all that stuff, you start to kind of get away from the character traits to yeah. being yeah. kind and all exactly. that stuff. Exactly. And then it turns into egos, and then yes. and then once you get to the ball field, which you don't want to be around that. Yeah. Just, it just doesn't make it fun. Right. Which brings me to my next question. I mean, being athletes, you know, you get some roundabout compliments that are just nice. Then you get some people who actually genuinely care about where you're going to go with your athletic ability, and they'll they'll work with you, and they'll they'll they'll, they'll train you up. They'll, build, they'll they'll work with you to try to get you to be the best that you can. So a lot of these guys, like coaches. Have you, in your guys' experiences growing up and through athletics, have you had a difference in a coach that was nice to you or kind to you, that actually cared about your ability and wanted you to go further? Or was there a coach that just kind of like gave you a roundabout compliment, said, oh yeah, pretty good, but you know, it really didn't mean it. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I think you can um, kind of be kind without being nice. And what I mean by that is, you know, nice is, like I said, surf subtle. Say, you know, kindness doesn't have to be a compliment. You know, it's, it's actually doing something to benefit yeah else. yeah caring yeah it's caring. so um, you know i you know my coach i had before you know he's gonna let you know you know he's not he's not gonna if you go out there and you swing and miss eight times he's not gonna pat you on the back and say oh man you, you know your swings look so great today <laughs> he's not gonna be nice about it <laughs> <laughs> you know we just gotta you're just missing him you know he's gonna come back and you know, <laughs> get three k's yeah <laughs> words at you, at you but then you know next day at practice he's actually going to be working with you. And, and that's, that's kindness right there. That's caring. Exactly. You know, maybe he wasn't nice about it, but what he was doing was very kind. He was giving his own time to be, oh, he had little children, he had a couple, you know, kids. Being constructive. Four and six, and he's taking, yeah. taking time away from them to work with me, who, you know, I just, I'd known the guy for a year, and he's raising kids, and he's spending time with me because he actually cared. Right. And exactly. You know, it, it wasn't, it wasn't the nice, it was the kindness that he was kind of putting towards me. Right. Yes. Yeah, I definitely have had uh, a lot of, uh, most of my coaches have been pretty kind in general. Um, you know, they care about what, what you're about. They care about where you go in the future. They want to get you better. Some of them don't know how to do it as, as well as others. Um, but then you definitely get some coaches where it's like, they're there for the check they get at the end of the road. Right. Yeah, you could tell. Because their kid's on the team or mm. yeah, I, know, whatever it is. And right. I mean, <clears throat> most of my coaches that I've had, they still make it fun. You know, they, they do a good job of hiding the real reason they're there, even though you know what it is. Right. But, um, they're being nice. Yeah. They're, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. But I've definitely had, you know, genuine um, coaches that, you know, like uh, uh, when I played on the 13U team, there was a coach. I mean, he had like major league drills we were doing. He was yeah. making it fun. I mean, he was yes. working us really hard, which is the point of the practice. Right. But I mean, I had the most fun at 13 years old playing in a, it wasn't even a game. It was just practice because I knew I was getting better. I was having fun with my teammates. And uh, he, you could just definitely tell, like, even though he only knew us for like three days. He yeah. was like, yeah, I want to get you guys the best I can get you before we move on again. Crazy.
think, yeah, kind of along that line is, you know, especially as a coach, you know, you're getting players are coming in and out, so you want to establish your knowledge and your thoughts with them as in that short amount of time period. So, and I think the older you get, the more you realize like how coaches can be, whether you like them or whether you don't like them. That's one guys at schools, like I mean, I love schools, but for different reasons. So, um, yeah, I've had coaches through younger years that have stuck with me, and you know, guys that saw potential in me. Yeah, it wasn't always like that. So, uh, you know, you, you cherish that and you, you take in the kindness that they give you and that they kind of bestowed upon me for the years that I thought I wasn't able to be good enough. And, you know, right. And it's cool because you, you learn a lot about yourself and, you, you know, you learn from a guy that barely knows you and he feels like no one has kids, has no one now. So you're out here, you know, coaching kids that they've never met enough before. Right. Yeah. Um, see, I coached after after college. I coached varsity girls basketball for like four years, and I mean, I I tried my best. Like, I mean, I gave these girls uh, every minute I had to, you know, developing their skills. Some of them went to play on play college basketball. Some of them, their career stopped right there. But each and every one of them, as they got older, and I ran into them throughout the years, they've always said that it was the best four years of coaching that they ever had in their life. So I mean, that said, I do I was doing something right as a coach. Right. Um. But here's my next question to you guys now. This is going to put you guys on the spot a little bit. What kind of what kind of teammate are you? Are you a kind teammate or are you a nice teammate? <laughs> oh, be real. You got to be real. You be real. <laughs> can, I, can I give it? Can I say a mixture? I... Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Because, be because I, you know, there, there's, there's times because I've done it to people and I'm you know, 100% sure people have done it to me where, you know, you, the kid comes in you slap him on the butt and you say good job man it's all right just keep it up and then you turn around and say wow he is having a tough one today i guarantee i made you know a couple errors in the field and had some bad at bats and they come in hey so keep your head up and then i run out and they're like wow geez. yeah i got to feel but you know, i feel like there's also been times where um you know doing good or bad I think I've been I like to think that I've been a pretty good team kind teammate in um, you know situations where you know you're caring about not only in the individual but the team as a whole um, but at the by the same you know token I've absolutely had moments where I was being the Guy. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 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 big of you to admit that you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, totally. At least you know, like, uh, and I've done the same. I've even even in huddles, like I remember like being in like nationals and stuff like that, and I would tell the coach, "Don't give any of these guys the ball. I want the ball because they all suck." Basically, was what I'm saying, you know, and 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 I was being real, you know. I mean, but you know, and, not very nice. <laughs> but I wasn't nice. being nice either. I was just telling them what it was. <laughs> but how about you, Cal? What do you think? Uh, uh, yeah, um, I definitely like to have fun. Yeah. Um, I like to joke around in the dugout and, you know, get guys loosened up and just laughing and all that I stuff. I can see that. I really um, could. But then once you hit the dirt, man, it's serious. Yeah. Um, I like winning. I hate losing. So, so do I. Um, I mean, like, making errors in the field, whether it's me or someone else, God, I just hate it. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to, like, get on you because, you, I mean, playing in the game long enough you know like you don't need someone telling you like dude come on you gotta make that play it's like you, you know what I'm not trying to throw the ball away or I'm not trying to make an error or whatever so it's you know you try to pick him up because it's, you know the ball is coming to you again if you make an error that's yeah. just how the, how the game works so 
Um, no, I definitely like to have fun, but uh, it's it's pretty serious once you hit the once you hit the field. I think as a teammate, you're genuine, you're kind. Off, off. I mean, in the locker room, around the field, you know. But when in the moment, you can you can be just running around the world that way, nice, you know. Even though you don't want to get down on them and, and just like just brag on them, because you know, quicksand. You guys all know quicksand. You heard that. Yeah. That, that, and, and another big thing for me is, um, I like when the team is is good together. When they, you know. You gotta have that I, team camaraderie. I, I hate egos. Oh so. yeah. When when it turns into nine individuals playing on a team, mm, it's not right. a team. Instead of a team, yeah. it's not a team. It yeah. doesn't fly with me very yeah. well. Right. And like, uh, it's pretty nice on the Larks team right now because I mean, pretty much everyone likes each other, gets along. That's good. That's good. You know, jokes around. It doesn't matter if you're the in the starting lineup or you pitch every once in a while or. You guys you know, are all like, team. Everyone are... knows their role and and they play it well and. And we just have a great time out there, and it makes it really fun. Yeah. Now on to the hey, now prima donnas are the pitchers. We all know that in oh. baseball <laughs> they are the prima donnas. So I mean, <laughs> they they have that uh, that you know I'm the superstar mentality. So that's why I was waiting for Reed to be no, last. Those are the nice guys. Definitely the nice guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, say, I mean, I, I like to consider myself. I try to be the best teammate in the dugout. I try to keep guys up and. In a team atmosphere, it becomes a cancer. If you have one person who has that 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 attitude that they're above everybody else and they're not, um, summer summer catch. Did you ever watch that one? It becomes more me 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 than mm-hmm. as a team. If you see, if you hear a lot of the stories about the great you know professional athletes, a lot of them they say they're jerks because you know they care so much to win and they they're trying to build their teammates up and they come across as jerks, but they're just trying to build them up to their level. You know? Yeah, and, and, and that's what I was getting at by like, you know, I've been in situations where like, I, I was actually a really good teammate. I, I like to build up everybody around me and, and like to get them involved because the more you got them involved and the better that, the better the better off. You see my little guy over there? Yeah, he's our good part of the yeah, he's our little in-house studio uh, superstar right there. He'll get awesome. He gets on the mic every once in a while. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, you know, I always tried to build up my teammates, especially in basketball where it's, a, it's you know, you're on the court as, you know, like you, you pass the ball around quite a bit. You know, baseball, it's, you know, it can get individualized. Like a pitcher can dominate a game and throw a no-hitter even with a little help from his uh, – from, that's why they got that little prima donna attitude, though. But, I mean, <laughs> but, I, mean yeah. I love hey, – I, I – the ba- baseball is one pitch and you ruin everything. Yeah, and and it's like and and that's just it. What I meant by quicksand, the air is like you know like 
I was in a game where I, I played shortstop and I pitched. I did both. And um, where I, I fumbled a routine grounder. Didn't, you know. And then, like, the next one come, same thing. And then all of a sudden, it just was, like, things that you make, plays that you make so easily and common, it just, all of a sudden, it just became a problem. And it could be, it could become a mental, it could become a mental no, thing. baseball is all mental. Really? And that, that's where, like, people are like, well, baseball is always a team game. It's like, yeah, it, you know, 60% of the time it is. But, the, you know, there's a lot of the game that gets into it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, a pitcher can throw I mean, no hitter. And... Reed can tell me, like, hey, go do your best out there, but he can't hit for me. No. So it's like, you, you got to... I mean, you gotta realize when it's when it's important to you know think about hey, I gotta do well here. I gotta be focused. I can't worry about my teammates right now because I gotta get on base for them. Yeah. All that stuff. But then, when it flips around and Brett's hitting, then it becomes you're out, you're part of the team. You're mm-hmm. you're cheering for him. Like you get the rally hats on. Time, like go up there and you know do everything you can to help him get on base and succeed. Okay. That's kind of where it, you know, it, it becomes a flip-flop. Okay, so here's, here's uh, my last question for you fellas, and then we'll uh, take a break and we'll finish out our show and we'll say goodbye to you guys after this. But uh, my last question to you guys, most rem- memorable baseball game you guys were involved in and, like, the feeling you had, if it was a victory or a loss, it doesn't matter, but the most memorable moment in your baseball career so far. We'll start with, looks like Brett's ready. <laughs> uh, kind of off the top of my head, uh, uh, bittersweet, I guess. Uh, but, you know, my last high school game um, was kind of a kind of a tough one for me because uh, my team, obviously, like I said, summer ball, so there wasn't much changing. You know, I mm-hmm. played with the same guys from nine years old. Wow. That, you know, I was you know, we won like nine year old state when we were that age, and you know, we played all the way up. It was the same. You know, group of about ten guys that I had just literally. I've never been on a field without them, so um, we kind of lost our last game. It was a tournament, so you know when you lose and you're out, and so kind of walking off that field, it was it was pretty tough because you know those guys I might not ever get to play with again. Uh-huh. So that kind of really sticks out in my memory. It was a, kind of a humbling experience. Yeah, because you know you like you guys like built up a brothership, a family. You know, like yeah. you guys you guys knew each other inside and out playing that long and walking off the field for the last time together that's that's tough yeah absolutely so i'd say that was probably one of the more memorable ones um and uh yeah that's about it go ahead cal yeah, um i think it's kind of a couple i think probably you know my first college game that's you know that's a big step past high school and i never really thought i'd be there just especially like with the exposure i got through high school i didn't really get that much exposure then uh yeah, senior year, my last senior game, uh, my last game was pretty rough. I didn't play the best that you know I could have, and it was sad. Just, but I know I left it all on the field, so that's that's what matters. It's like Brett was saying, a little bittersweet, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you cherish the times that you had, and you're just ready for the next step. So, mm-hmm. um, I think my favorite game was uh, in the first year we went to the state tournament for Legion. It was our last game, and we lost, but. I don't know, there's just like, just that energy feeling you get of like, you're pressed up against the wall, everything's on the line. That adrenaline. You're so vulnerable, but 
at the same time you're confident. It's it's just weird going back and forth. It's yeah, that, that that excitement that builds up inside yeah. you, and then that just oh, yeah, and then that explodes. There's a huge range of emotions you go through. And, Absolutely. Uh, I don't know. We got up early in the game, and it was just like you felt like you're on top of the world, yeah. just riding high and. I don't know. I guess baseball is also very humbling when you oh. come out on the on the short end of things. So I don't know. It's just a great teacher, I guess. Yeah, it is, it, and it, and you can learn a, like with with baseball, you can learn a lot of lessons about life. Just 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 in that dugout, just yeah. with your you know the whole atmosphere, everything. <laughs> When I was 13 years old, though, um, this is my, and I'm glad you guys all picked, it, it seemed like you guys all picked, like, losing games as your most memorable games. Mine is, sim- mine is similar. My, when I was 13 years old, we made it to the regional, the regional championship to go to the League World Series over in, um, what's, it, what's it, Williamsport? Will Williamsport, yeah. We were uh, the North Dakota representative. We made it to the championship, and our coach made a mistake. We were up by one run in the bottom of the seventh inning. And our coach made the mistake of pitching our pitcher that one extra inning that he already used up all his innings. So we lost the championship game on a forfeit on the error of our coach with that we were winning. So, I mean, walking off that field, you know how much how, how, how much of heat our coach got from 13-year-olds all the way back to the court <laughs> on that bus? I mean, he made the mistake and he called it. I mean, he brought this pitch in. And you know how they have the equivalency of a pitch? We had four starting pitchers that were throwing the equivalency of a major league baseball that was going 97 miles an hour. So we had guys, you know, we had guys that got drafted out of high school by the Atlanta Braves on that team, and we were we were we had a good talented team, but we should have been in Williamsport, and like we we didn't make it. So, but that was uh, that was my most memorable game because I made a diving catch in the outfield that like saved two runs. We would have probably been down anyway if I had not made that catch, and that was my you know my moment, you know, and so. But it's been a pleasure uh, to uh, have you guys on. Um, yes, thank you. Thank yes. you. And, um, thank you. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys, you know, I get impressed every time I get to see you guys. Like, when I get to go down and do the chaplet service with you guys, and I see all you guys having fun out there, I'm just like, man, this is just, I wish I was, you know, I wish I was, tw- yeah. I wish I was, like, 24 years younger again. So, <laughs> anyway, you know, you guys, uh, it's been a pleasure. I'm sure I will probably come see you guys play. Maybe I'll even go check out the Valley City game because it's not very far away. Yeah, absolutely. So, if you guys ever uh, see me in the crowd cheering you guys on or just giving you guys a hard time, that'll be me. <laughs> All right, guys? So, uh, thank, uh, it's been a pleasure, Mr. Reed, uh, Reed Butts, right, from yes, Rockford, Illinois. Yes, sir. Thank you. Cal, Cal James from Buffalo, Minnesota, and Brett Thompson from Cheyenne, Wyoming. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. Yes, it's been a pleasure, guys. So we'll be back. Bismarck, this is 100.7 FM, and you're listening to Turn Up the Truth with Chad. And Jesse.